What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to recap UFC 294, Makhachev, 2, Abu Dhabi, where we instill champion Islam Makhachev, KO. But as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the card because it was a fucking banger from top to bottom. We love to hear y'all's feedback. I'm Paul, Pickle Winnem Concha, and I'm joined with... You already know, man, it's the realest in the game, Kev Waterboy, boy, a.k.a. the Don P.Y., a.k.a. the Street Fighter enthusiast, but always the people's champ. You feel me? And boy, oh boy, oh boy, Paul. I mean, Abu Dhabi, motherfuckers said they was, niggas was said they was up at 7 a.m. watching the prelims, the early prelims. like, And the first three fights was decisions. I took that as disrespect. I was like, couldn't have been me. But 2 p.m. in the mid 2 p.m. Eastern time in the middle of the fucking day, we got to see a lit ass fucking car pedal. Before we talk any fights, before we talk anything, I know you was working, but what was the energy like when you was like peeping or trying to keep on point with this shit? Oh, I stayed on point. I had this shit going. I was breaking it down because my one coworker, he he knows what it is. Like he knows UFC. He was also kind of like wingman in it, but like. I was telling her, I was like, this is this is Abu Dhabi, baby. Like, this is, we going Islam. And then, you know, I'm trying to break down, like, well, Volkanovski was, uh, it was supposed to be Oliveira. Oliveira was supposed to be the rematch. And then Volkanovski stepped in. But I was sitting there lit anytime I could. It wasn't super busy, so I could, there was, like, gaps of period where I was just missing. And I was just in the back watching. Um, <laughs> it was a good thing that the, the main event was a quick one. Main event, I was only gone for about three minutes. Before before I was back, three minutes and six seconds. Get it right. Well, I was. It was dumb lit. I mean, I like having cards start to, uh, at nighttime. It definitely felt like a nighttime type of card. But I mean, technically, it was nighttime over there. But I'm not upset for the two the early the early uh fights either. I'm top to bottom. I felt like this was a great card. And if people were to listen and to the picks, you definitely would have made a lot of money because I know I did. Oh, man. I mean, I respect it to the fullest. It was a great fucking card. But you just always got – Abu Dhabi's always going to put you in that mode. Just the vibes that comes with Abu Dhabi, like everybody being in white, in the, in the all the crowd being in white. Like, it just puts you in that – I don't know what it is. It's that fight island. It just puts, like, yo, we cared. Like, we scared about every inch of this. So it was cool. It was, it was a great card. My energy and vibes was at 10, though. Like – Every every little thing had me ready to go. Like if you told me if we was in attendance, Paul, we would have got in trouble. We would have tried to jump in the car. I mean, like that's how lit I was. Every, lit and dialed in on everything. So it was a pretty fucking great card. And I will respect champions, no other champions. That boy Islam, best in the world. It's crazy. I know niggas gonna hate. Niggas gonna say he beat a featherweight. How's he the best in the world? Because he beat the best in the world twice. See, the worst part is about the, that same crowd that says, he be a feather. Those are the same people that were probably picking Volkanovski to win. And, and yeah. then all of a sudden, the, the tune gets changed afterwards. Like, oh, congrats, you beat a featherweight. On 11 days notice. Yeah, like, come on now. Like, one thing I hate is a sore loser, bro. Like, take your L and keep it moving. I will say Volk is definitely a true champion, for sure. It's not Volk. Yeah, it's definitely not Volk. That's the one doing this. It's his fan base. You feel me? Volk is a true, a true champion, but Islam is best in the world. I don't see nobody fuck. 
my favorite thing of what I've learned about UFC so far is not watching the person climb. It's like just watching them climb and just thinking like, yo, they're untouchable. Like, who the fuck is gonna be able to beat this guy one day? Like, like there was a point. For a little period. Yeah, there was a point in time, Kamaru, untouchable, motherfucking Izzy, unfuckwittable. And the next thing you know, Alex and Alex and Deshaun come through and change the entire narrative of the game. No longer does gap people think uh, speak of, and it takes away the mystique because I feel like sometimes these unbeaten champs are like, even the fighters have a mental blockage of like I can't beat this guy, he's unbeatable. But like if someone else comes and knock him off, then you start seeing these people lose one after the other, not one after the other, but then you start realizing like oh they're human. Yeah, I feel like that's what happened with a lot of people at RDA and shit. But um, but yeah, it was beautiful, man. I love this fucking card. I love this sport. I'm not gonna lie to you. Real champions recognize other real champions. Did you get to check out the UFC debut for Shara Magomedov? That's what I. That's what I tuned in. Yeah, that's the first fight of the card against Bruno Silva, ranked middleweight opponent for his debut. And I mean, I don't want to say light work, but I mean, it was another day in the office for me. It looked like with my boy Shara. Bro, I came in this bitch thinking Bruno Silva is like a tough ass motherfucking Brazilian, and he's just not fuck with him. I know that, that what this taught me is that Bruce Bruno Silva is a tough ass motherfucking Brazilian and he's not fuck with him. But Shaw? Michael Metal? <laughs> Nobody's touching him for a minute. He's coming to run this division. Middleweight is wide open. I mean, we do have some more middleweight to talk at the, the co main event stuff, but like young talent, another Dagestani Russian. Got the Muay Thai. He's his Muay, The crazy thing is he's gonna be fun to watch because he's not gonna be using wrestling. He's gonna be he's gonna be uh, throwing elbows in the clinch, dirty boxing, throwing knees, kicks at middleweight. It should be fun, actually. Yeah, I mean, Jim is nice. And he's cool people. I thought he was gonna be like a robot. No, that's pretty um, pretty straight. He um, well, the one issue with him though is. The United States Commission isn't gonna greenlight him. The reason why he got a UFC debut was because they're in Abu Dhabi. Like, really? Yeah, Abu Dhabi Commission. You know, is a, it's probably the prince himself that's like, yeah, I want to see him fight. <laughs> like, like, okay, you can oh, fight. So, because he has one eye, they're not gonna let him fight. Yeah, that's why his big. That's why uh, people are saying, oh, is he a future champ? And someone made a good point. Not until the he can't be a future champ because there's no way he'll fight enough unless they're going to Abu Dhabi a lot. Like it's just not gonna happen. That's crazy. You think London might they might let him? Yeah, they got to go to a couple of different countries. Anything out of this country they put him on. Like he's probably gonna fight it on the next UFC Singapore. Shit, I don't even know because Bisping had trouble trying to fight once at like the over there in London and everything. I actually don't know the full story of how he was able to do the what he is able to do. So like, there may be some some things he could work around with. I'm not sure, but I, shout out Dre Miley. He's big on like let the one eye fighters fight like himself, and it's just the uh, United States commissions aren't really fucking with that. Yeah, I mean, bro probably has to really go on a tear, and they'd be like, "Yo, bro, it's either it's either you let him fight, <laughs> like he's showing that he can he can hold his own." Uh, but let, let's move around this card right here. We're going to talk back-to-back underdog wins because, I mean, this was, for the most part, most of the favorites won this card. But started off, Mohamed Namov uh, beating Nathaniel Goodwood. And, I mean, he at one point, I 
I won't, I won't say it was a robbery, but the mom kicked him in the dick multiple times. There's, I don't even remember this. Yeah, that's a big chance. Right. It's like there was a point where even the commentator was like, "All right, this is the second clear violation. He's going to lose a point here." He didn't. He they go on and he wins a name and decision all 29-28s. But if he would have lost that point in that round, it's 28-28 draw. Um, so that's like the big controversy from this fight. But I mean, other than the, the dick dick kicks that were very clear, he definitely won the fight. Like he. Uh, Nathaniel Wood had moments in the third round uh, where he looked good, but like the first two rounds, was, I, this is all him. I mean, well, first off, dick kicks is crazy. I've never heard that one before. Hey. <laughs> but I mean, this was a fight. This was one of the fights I was watching. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, oh wow, all right. it's always the ones I like because he was so high on 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 Nathaniel Wood. But for the most part, Brett just kept control of the fight and he pushed pace. Yeah, and then the other well, underdog, I kind of, I didn't make it my official pick, but I, I warned people. Mike Breeden gets the knockout over Anshu Jubilee, and I told people Jubilee is not a three minus three hundred favorite. Do not put him in a parlay. Do not bet on him. I honestly should have betted on the Mike Breeden to win at the big odds. I didn't. I didn't listen to my own advice. But I, Jubilee is, they pushed him so quickly, and I'm not saying Mike Breeden's a world beater. He he's he was honestly like another loss from getting kicked out the organization type of a trajectory he was on, but Jubilee had he ragdolled trash competition and then now he's in the UFC and it's gonna be exposed uh, seven and one he uh, he was winning the fight I'll give him that he was winning the fight prior to it but Mike Breeden is somebody you should at minus three there's a reason you're minus three hundred odds like you should have this should have been a steamroll. Yeah, I mean, what's it called? This shit was hurtful because you know they they gotta keep Jubilee because they need them on um they need them an Indian fighter. He's the only brown. He's one of the few from brown fighters in the in the um in the UFC. So we got nothing but love for Jubilee. But yeah, Brett got caught. How did he get knocked out exactly? I think I walked off. He was second. getting. Uh, he was. I don't know if he got gassed out, but his hand started to fall, and Breeden was like landing some mean combos, and it was like. You know, whenever like that shot that starts landing late and it shoots, oh, he, like he's getting pieced up and he's like every punch that lands is like rocking him, and but then he gets knocked down and it was but it was like on the feet for a good forty five seconds. You're sitting there like, yo, Julie's Julie's lives in some danger right now. Like he's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Should not be yeah. a three hundred favorite. And did you did you catch the next? I actually wasn't able to catch the next couple of fights until the main card started. So did you get yeah. anything here exciting? I caught on um, Trevor Peak and Muhammad Yaya. That's the one I actually mad I missed because Trevor Peak is known for like his for like he's just a ferocious brawler. Like he makes these fights very dirty and fun. And like I didn't get to see the fight. The first thing I said in the chat was like, "Yo, this is a barroom brawl." Like, like I mean, he just kept pushing. He just kept hitting him. Like that was the best way to explain it. He just stayed on his ass. Like, what's it say? Yeah, he landed 83 strikes, 61 significant strikes. And don't get me wrong. It was still, like, the strike totals were close, um, 61 to, like, 43. But I just feel like Trevor Peak was just 
hitting him one, two, three, four, five. Like he was he really never tough. stops moving forward. Like you have to really hit him with something to like phase him, and he just makes everything exciting. That's why I'm mad I missed this fight because Trevor P. He's not like technical. Like he's just old fashioned. Let's duke it out. Let's fuck. Let's fucking fight. I mean, that's the vibes he came. We got like two thirty twenty sevens, and I was like, that's a pretty fair scorecard. And then this is when I jump back into it. Muhammad, Muhammad Makayev getting the submission win over Tim Elliott. And it was, I mean, a fair was the ninja choke, right? Huh? That was the ninja choke or the arm triangle? Arm triangle. Mm. But it was fair. I mean, some of the people, I won't say it was super close where Makayev was probably going to lose, but people were arguing that Tim Elliott was making it a lot closer in some of the scrambles and definitely on the feet. But, I mean, I feel like people just say that because a lot of these people do not like and for whatever reason, Muhammad Makayev is not a well-liked person on the MMA Twitter. For whatever reason, he's not – people do not really fuck with him. Maybe it's because he's another Dagestani, but he's also, like, British Dagestani. I don't know. But I feel like he looked pretty good. He got the dominant control time. There was a couple times where this, they were uh, – Tim Elliott looked better than you probably expected him to look. But that doesn't mean he won. That doesn't mean he was winning. And, like, Makayev was just – continues to win. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If this was um, if this was this fight, or if it was the said um, the said fight, when he got um, he like picked him up, like almost in a sense, like he almost like fireman carried him in a sense, turned his ass over, and then that's when he took control, and then eventually got the um submission. Is that was that the Makayev fight? I believe it was the said fight that um whenever he oh, that was the yeah oh, I was about to say I couldn't remember when that should happen but I was like yo that was Makayev he was low key a fucking boss but you know who I thought Makayev was remember Ooh. the dude that was getting subbed last year and he um like his fucking um his like knee was like bent damn near yeah that is Makayev. oh this is the first okay. time we've seen him since the leg and like people were wondering if it like. Is his leg all right? We haven't seen him. He usually fights, like, right after the other. This is the one time he took, like, a little break in between. Oh, Jen is a hitter. Why they hating on my dog? I, that's what I, I think he's the most, like, one of the most well-rounded flyweights there is. Like, I'm telling you, I think it's just the Habib effect. Like, the Habib and Islam. You don't like Habib and Islam? Like, you just don't like any of these, like, people that are very similar to him. I think that's crazy. That's that's. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty racist. But that's pretty. That's pretty fucking racist. But like, maybe maybe you could say you hate the doggy standing wrestling. But like, that's damn near like you 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 got to see what your problem is with the Islam culture. Like yeah. Islamic culture. Look in look look within. All right. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie. To you. you gotta you gotta do better. If you hate all the niggas, you gotta do better, kid. <laughs> Hey, but then the one, the next part on the list said Saeed Nurmagomedov gets the submission win over Mean Gafurov. I mean, I I know I'm butchering his name, but I want to say I'm, good shit. I'm noticing that you've been practicing your phonics. You took the John Annex. You got the John Annex phonics class, didn't you? Trying to. But yeah, I mean, said I don't know who Saeed is. I actually do know somebody named Saeed, but said. Is motherfucking him. He just came off a loss, right? Yep. And the double back looked great. And if this is the fight where he fucking picked bro up, literally fucking picked bro up, made him look, turned him over, and then locked this shit in, that was fucking dirty. 
And this is another fight. I mean, we were already pretty high on said, but Jonathan Martinez, like I can't keep hitting this nail back on. Like he he walked through Adrian Yanez and he beat Saeed on a Namus decision, another leg kick masterpiece. Uh, but I mean, how good is Jonathan Martinez if like Saeed is the guy, but like he just he's his one loss is because of Jonathan Martinez. I mean, Jonathan Martin Martinez might be a fucking hitter. I'm not gonna lie to you. But that boy Saeed said it's guillotine season. You know we like to see them boys get locked in. Locked it up. And it was quick too. Like once it was in, it was in. Out of there. Get me up out of here. Don't need no more. This was uh, didn't he also stop before the ref stopped it? Kind. I think the ref stopped it. Oh no, no, I'm thinking of Islam fight. Um uh, don't quote me on that one. I have to rewatch. There was that. I just know there was one fight in this car where someone was getting submitted and like they stopped it and like went to celebrate before the fight was over and they were like, Well, you're not supposed to stop before the ref stops it, but like good on him to know that like you just won this fight already. Like no need yeah. to do it. But well, I was gonna say, how's did you do you have anything else about this fight? Nah, it was I mean it was quick. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, it was a go. I mean, it was smooth. That's this one is what kind of got me lit because this kind of set up the next three fights. Yeah, the next fight was kind of, I mean, it was so much hype to it. We got Mega Man and Kill. Oh, never mind. This, I skipped one. Ekrum. Yeah, I don't skip my dog. My, I was scared off. That motherfucker got hands. Bruh, I swear to you, bruh, hit dude with like an anime type combo to finish this fight, Paul. Like, bruh, just said, da -da -da -da. like you would have thought it was JoJo type shit. Like, really spazzed out. And, you know, like, that's a nasty K over Alves. Coming off an even nastier one-hitter quitter on Phil Halls. And the scariest part about him is he's not a striker. What? He's a Sambo specialist. He get, Before coming to UFC, he was submitting people left and right, like Kimura's, knee bars. Like, he was... Uh, his only loss, once again, is to Chemayev, and we can't wait to see that they run it back. But, yeah, before coming to the UFC, he had five submission guillotines, arm bars, Kimuras. Wow. We've I'm not only seen the stand-up from him, and he's our, he looks scary as fuck. Wow. I'm not going to lie to you. He's the one that taught me there's no such thing as a rope-a-dope in UFC. Like, there's no sin on the rope take, but, no, you get, you get on that fucking cage, you're dead. Yeah, don't don't want your back on the cage. Do not lean back. And, I mean, that's the fight that it's maybe slow. I mean, one day after he gets a couple more wins and Shamaya might be champion, they get the rematch. I can see it now. Like, neither one has lost since type shit. That'd be cool. But this is the fight I actually almost skipped ahead to. But Mega Man and Kalaya, Johnny Walker, all the smoke and everything just to lead to a no contest. Word on the street was like Johnny Walker was still trying to get out there. You said word on the street. No, that is exactly what motherfucking happened. So don't get me wrong. I think Ankalaev, like within just two minutes of this fight, Ankalaev was like, I think he had it. Like he was really, um, he was really in this bitch to win. But motherfucking, when he um got the knee, he needs Johnny Walker on the floor. That shit was fucking crazy like it wasn't like it didn't look like a terrible knee but it was definitely a blatant knee to the floor and then johnny walker's talking to the doctor but they're talking way longer than they need to like 
And I'm looking like, damn, he's asking a lot of questions. He's looking like he's about to spray, wave this bitch off. Next thing you know, he looks at the ref and shakes his head. You know what he fucking asked Johnny Walker? Where are you, right? Yeah, and the motherfucker said, we're in the desert. <laughs> and they they waved that bitch off. I know. And not I know. I witnessed how visually upset he was about that shit. He looked at he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's literally talking like, come, 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 fight, fight, fight. Niggas, because it starts off with just it, just him and the ref, and the ref and um, Arkaliath and I'm about to run it, and security started getting into this. So now it's three security. Then it turns to six security. And then there's like the fucking entire octagon is full. You got Dana talking to Johnny Walker. And then that's at that point in time is how when I realized how big of a person Johnny Walker is. Oh, he's and mad. It wasn't a, there wasn't a single person that got on the octagon that made me think, oh, you can match up with him pound for pound. Like you, there wasn't your best bet was to have Ankaliyev run security real quick. Nah, for real. And Ankaliyev was like, bro, if you want to fight, we can fight. And yeah, that shit was crazy. I personally wouldn't have called it, but um, that's oh no, bro. Homie said he we in desert. They really they 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 saved his they saved Ankaliyev's life because like Johnny Walker's about to go out there thinking it's a fight to the death in the desert or some shit. Nah, I mean they're they're in Abu Dhabi, like. That's probably what he told himself all fucking week. Like, yo, bro, we're in the we're going to the desert. I actually wish I probably got to check Ariel Hawani. You know, Ariel Hawani probably had his coach oh, on there. Oh, I'm pretty coach. sure he, he was already on the episode. Yeah, and I'll hear what um his coach has to say about it. But uh, and also, I don't think Johnny Walker speaks English. So I think there was some. I mean, might not, I know because when he first came, he spoke he spoke like no English as like the John Jones killer, and but then. He slowly, you know, you become a marketable star in UFC and he started learning some English. And I think his wife speaks English, so I could be wrong. But it was like if a translator came up to him and asked him that question, I feel like that would have been like, oh, okay, look it up. Some doctor, like, in the meat of the moment, like, and you called the fight off because of that. I mean, I don't want to talk about this fight any longer, but I wouldn't call this shit off. I will say my final comments on this fight is just like, the light heavyweight division this might be cursed, like, yeah, we keep trying oh, to get number one thing. contender fights, and they always this is this is another number one contender fight that we have yet to get a real number one contender. Dead ass, you literally let some niggas set you let some dude come into your weight class and become the number one contender. Yeah, John, but, John versus Ankaliyev that ended in a fucking draw, and now this the fucking urine getting hurt, Jamal Hill and getting Jamal hurt. Hill getting hurt. Like, now this shit, like this shit is crazy. It ever says John Jones in DC left. But I will say this. That right there happening made me like really get um really look at the perspective of the fact that um I'm not gonna say Aljo won his belt through um with this problem, no contest, but um Jan lost the belt on a on something that in other in every other fight that would have been a no contest. Yeah, no, a lot of people were arguing that Johnny Walker should get the win, and they brought up the Aljo example. There was a couple that were like, it was a deliberate knee. Look at some examples where how it went fast. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> End of the day, Dana White gets what the final say, what he wants to fucking do. Not, they're not doing that in Aljo. <laughs> uh, but on to the next fight. This one, some controversy around it. Kamara Usman loses to Hamzat Chemaev. Majority decision, 27-29, 28-28, and 27-29. Uh, 
Some people had the first round 10-8 for Chemaev, I believe it was, which was a big controversial point. A lot of people saying Usman won the second and third round. How the hell did he lose this? Who did you think won this fight? They think he won the second and third round. They saying that the third round that because I thought Chemaev won based on it was pretty equal on the stand up, but then they get then Chemaev gets the takedown for like a minute and a half. And I was like the only thing that to me, I was like, that's the, the major point of that round was that takedown. Chemaev went won that round based off no one else did anything else. But a lot of people are arguing like in that round, Usman was landed more strikes and more accurate strikes. Uh, and and when the one takedown Chemaev got, he didn't do anything with it. Uh, you can't take, you know, control versus damage. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. If it wasn't for the fact of Islam versus Volk 1, I probably would have been able to been in I would have been arguing with them boys. Like, yeah, man, Usman got it. Nah. We know that they care about this fucking control time. Like, they want that control time, and they ride. There's a ride. And the riding time is respected in the U- in the UFC by a lot of judges. So that's why I thought he got the 10-8 the first round. So I wasn't tripping when I heard the 28-28 because I was like, it's not a terrible decision. And then... um. So I was, I got the 10-8 the first round, but I can understand if you didn't give him the first round. I, I gave him a 10-8 because he got the takedown. He literally held him the entire round, and there was he was still adding damage, and he didn't give him a chance to punch back. So I give that. I mean, if you want to give Usman a third round, you can. I can see how you can give him the second for sure. But if you want to give him the third round, you can. But I probably wouldn't have just because of the takedown because that's what I thought. I was like, okay. He 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 did he did kind of straight that second round, and then when that third round comes, like Ooh, you got to let go, you got to give it to his ass, and eventually he got out. But like, there's only so much they really respect that riding time. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was twenty nine twenty eight to my. If I didn't give him ten eight the first round, but I can see how you can argue it. Only round I gave Usman was the second round. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I mean, I felt like Chamaya. He didn't win, and he didn't finish him. I feel like Usman. I won't say his knees looked better because he wasn't shooting no fucking takedowns. Uh, he like he he could only defend takedowns, and I feel like that Usman moving forward that cannot shoot takedowns is such a such a limited fighter. Yeah, and he doesn't have any submission, so it's like even if he was to take somebody down, like what the fuck would you have done? And his striking didn't look really good until people were respecting the takedown. Like Jorge Masvidal, if it was just a pure standing fight and he knew he wasn't gonna get taken down. Maslow probably wouldn't be getting caught with that mean one hit or quitter. But, like, the fact that you have to pay, like, the, the amount of respect people were giving him. And I would say it also shows Leon Edwards pretty fucking good. I mean, you do got to bring in the 11 days notice. You can't forget that. I think that fight on a full fight camp goes a little different. But I also got to, we also got to recognize the fact that I'm pretty sure Hamza, like, broke his right hand. As you can see it. At first, I thought he was gassed during the fight, but um, I felt like there was something that he was compromised because he definitely wasn't going, letting go, and letting it out like he usually does. So, well, this fight, my takeaways from this fight was Usman is an OG. Usman is nice, and if Usman was like thirty four, like thirty three, thirty two, I'd have been like, oh yeah, he can, he can make another run for the title, but. Hamzat is a demon. Like, literally, the way he was looking before the fight, talking about some, 
happy as fuck. And then there was no rust, even though he hasn't fought in like what nine months. It's been a minute. Nine, ten months. Like it's been, you know, I'm a firm believer you don't get good and better at something by not doing it. So the fact that Hamzat was able to um just look like a killer and have no rest on it is like, oh, it's gonna be a long road for Deshaun Strickland. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I think the that's the next fight that's already being talked about being made, and Hamza opening as the favorite in the Sean Strickland fight, which only I mean it only makes sense. But Sean Strickland showed the world that he he can do whatever the fuck he wants right now. Yeah, he doesn't even give a fuck about the belt. Truth, he just wants to keep on fighting. But once Hamza gets the belt, I don't know who's touching that. Bo Nickel can try. I'm telling you, the Bo Nickel is gonna be like American versus Russia. It's gonna be yeah. some Rocky gonna be movie talking, shit. Facts. They're gonna be talking shit too. They're gonna be on some like this is American wrestling. That boy scored points. We we fight to the death. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for that one. Our main event though, I tried oh, to get my. you on the team, my man. Islam Makhachev is the pound for pound one or one a depending on where you put John Jones, but Islam Makhachev defending the belt. Getting the first round KO via head kick and then following up with some punches and a vicious ground and pound on Volkanovski, who is still the great. I mean, um, we haven't seen him lose anybody in his weight class in fucking years. So, like, people that are trying to, like, talk down on Volk, chill, chill the fuck out. Like, he, he, unlike Charlo, who went to go get the bag against Canelo, Volk actually dared to be great. And we saw it in the, we saw it in the octagon. Not a fact. And I my take on this was like Islam is exactly who you say he is. Islam, world's best fighter. The world's number one religion. Now world's number one fighter. Um Alhamdulillah. I mean inshallah. But um I respect it. I'm a is I'm not an Islamic chop. And if you get it, because like you're if you're a Muslim, you can't eat pork, so it's an Islamic chop. So it's not a pork chop, Islam a chop. But I, I I respect the true champion. And he's fucking, and that picture was so cold, like, shh. So, yeah, there's nobody in that division that's fucking with him. The best person that could have probably did something was both. And it wasn't just the fact that um he knocked him out. It was the fact that he did exactly what they planned. And they didn't change up their game plan because it went from Charles Oliveira to Volk. He knows he's the best fighter around, so he doesn't have to switch it up. But what killed me was the fact that when he did the ground and pound, he put his knee under Volk's chin. So Volk just had to sit there and take that shit. Like, doof, doof, doof. It looked like genuine, like, anime shit. And I was like, that's cold. Like, he's just so calculated. The fact that they could put together a game plan like that and it worked. Him and Khabib is fucking scary. Yeah, and I mean, Oliveira doesn't even seem like he's interested in the rematch. He's calling out Conor McGregor on if he wants to return fight, he should fight him. And I'm, I'm saying, I mean, he was champion, so I give him a lot more respect. But I'm looking at him like this motherfucker turning to Dustin Poirier. Like, oh, for sure. like he went from all about the gold to all about the green in the matter that one Irish leprechaun. Nah, dead eye. I mean, literally, that's the biggest Dustin Poirier move. But there's nobody fucking with Islam. Shout out Volk. Let's keep him busy. 
You can tell this fucking loss hurt him because he hasn't been knocked out at all. Oh, he, he did say he was going through stuff. He was like mentally, like he took the fight not just for the fight, but like he wasn't in a good place mentally, and like fighting keeps him in a good place and shit. So like he had to, he had to take the fight for his own mental health. I was like, if that's not the most like warrior shit I've heard, like you need to be in the cage at all times. Hell yeah. That's real shit, man. So, yeah, he's a true champion. Nothing but respect and love to my favorite fighter, Alexander Volkanovsky. And did you see the um, when he got back to the airport and the New Zealand dudes were doing that tribal dance? Oh, no, I didn't. But that's mad respect. And I always wonder, how the fuck do people know what airport, what airplane, what time these motherfuckers began getting back? Because, like, I always see like when the when the Bulls or like Muhammad Ali. It's probably they're they're probably hitting up like they're not talking to the fighter themselves, but probably someone on the PR team or something like, and they're like keep it on the hush, like don't let him know, but like they be like having that shit prepared. Yeah, it has to be. But the thing also was it wasn't a lot of people though. That's what got me. I was just like, this motherfucker, like somebody, like. He must have knew somebody at the airport and said, hey, yo, Volk's coming back. Let's hit our dance real quick on there. Because he definitely didn't know there was going to be there. But shout out Volk, man. He's definitely one of the best. Islam is going to go down as one of the best because there's nobody in his division that can fuck with him. He's in a stacked division. And people are trying to clamor in and maybe Justin Gaethje shot. Like, I'm like, I, I don't know who the fuck you're putting. Like, like, he's not – none of these people are winning. Like, there's going to take some new blood or something. But, like, the Justin Gaethje's the Poirier, the Oliver. They're not going to beat them. Like, they've already tried. Yeah, they tried, and it wasn't close. I mean, we got to get out of here. We appreciate everybody watching. UFC 294 was stacked. We're going to have a break on the UFC. Well, UFC's taking a break this weekend. Uh, Everyone make way for Tyson Beery versus Francis Nugano. We'll have our picks on that and breakdown and just discussion of the whole thing later this week. But in the NFL, stay tuned for the Thursday night picks and the weekly picks for a week eight. I'm Paul Pickle Winham. That's Kevin Waterboy Savoy, Street Fight Enthusiast. It's been our episode of Totally Blitz Podcast. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.